Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Chapter 27, Needs. I didn't get very far before driving became impossible. When I couldn't see anymore, I let my tires find the rough shoulder and rolled slowly to a stop. I slumped over on the seat and allowed the weakness I'd fought in Jacob's room crush me. I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And I'm Julia Argy. And this is Twilight in Quarantine from Hot and Bothered. So, Julia, we're starting today's episode with a bad dad alert. And it's Charlie. Shocking no one. (laughs) I know. It's like, ugh, this guy again. But, oh, my God, his daughter comes home sobbing. And he's like, what'd you do wrong? Should you really have talked to Jacob like that? I'm, like, trying to put myself in that headspace. Like, you come to me sobbing. And I'm like, how is the other person feeling? I mean, maybe he just likes Jacob more than he likes Bella. Oh, we know that that's true. (laughs) (laughs) That is for sure true. Okay, there isn't just a bad dad alert. There are a lot of alerts, but we're going to tell you about them in our 30-second recap first. Okay, can you count me in? Happily. Three, two, one, go. So she drives home. Well, she cries. Edward drives her home. She goes inside. Charlie's really mean about how her crying has impacted Jacob's healing. She goes up to the bedroom. She cries more. She kind of cries all night. Edward is there. They wake up. They go to Alice's house where they do a wedding dress try on, say yes to the dress. She says yes. They go to the meadow. Edward takes it all back. They can have sex in the meadow and be changed that night. Carlisle has morphine for it. And then she says no. Such a good job. Thanks. Did anything else happen at the end? You're going to have to like fill that part back in. I don't think I quite got there. I can do that. Great. Okay. Count me in. Three, two, one, go. Bella is super upset about the way that conversation went, and she's just crying and crying, and Edward is like, I don't like anything that is making you feel this much pain. And she's like, I'm fine. I choose you. I know what I can't live without. Let me read this part from Weathering Heights. And then they go, and Alice is like, I can't wait to plan the wedding. I know. Here are the restrictions. I'm happy to live within the rules. And then Edward takes her to the meadow and is like, you are so selfless. I am selfish. Let's have sex. And Bella's like, no, I want to do this right. I want to get married and then have sex and then get changed. Yeah. Which everyone knows that that is the right order to do things. (laughs) Of course. Marriage, sex, vampire transition. That's on my horizon one day. I'm sure about it. 
Um, did you have breaking news? Yeah, we found out that Jacob isn't getting invited to the wedding. That's why Bella puts in the she has control over the guest list thing because she doesn't want to invite Jacob, which seems really harsh, but that's what she wants. I think it's sympathetic. It's like there's that weird moment when you get a wedding invitation from your ex and you're like, are they doing this to be nice? Do they really want me to come? Do I really want to go? But if I say no, are they going to read a lot into it? It can be very fraught. And so I think it's nice that Bella's just like, I'm taking that off the table. I don't want him there. He doesn't want to be there. Let's just stop pretending. That's interesting. I kind of think she does want him there. I am also not sure they're really exes. Okay, fair enough. The premise of my analogy is on faulty ground. Yeah, but he's not going to go, so sucks for him. Did you have any breaking news? Yeah, hysteria, which as far as I understood, was a fake disorder that only existed in Victorian England, but then we like realized wasn't a real thing, is back. Bella says that Edward grew even more concerned about her when she stopped sobbing and the hysteria kicked in. And I was like, cool. I didn't know hysteria was back. I don't know what it is now in the early 21st century, but news alert, everyone. Be warned. Hysteria is back. Do you think she's just screaming? Like, what do you think the difference is between crying and hysteria? This is the question that I have. Hysteria is my understanding in, like, Victorian times was about sexual frustration and the fact that, like, women wanted things and were depressed about the fact that they weren't getting them. And men were like, oh, women are hysterical because women are upset with the status quo, and that can't be a problem with the status quo. That must be a problem with the women. Hysteria. Mm -hmm. It's undefined in this chapter. I can only imagine that it sounds a lot like yodeling. Wow. Like there's a transition from sobbing to the hysteria phase where for some reason you just start to sound like a goat herder in the Swiss Alps. Yeah, I mean, if I were Edward, I would be more frightened by that than crying. So that makes sense, his reaction. Exactly. Did you have any moments of genuine enjoyment? Yeah, I really liked how in this chapter, every single like breadcrumb detail like came back and was mentioned. We got the Wuthering Heights, which you mentioned. We got the Anne of Green Gables. And then we got another like magnet. Do you remember the magnets? I had forgotten about the magnets. Yeah. Bella says, I realized I'd been wrong all along about the magnets. It had not been Edward and Jacob I'd been trying to force together. It was the two parts of myself, Edward's Bella and Jacob's Bella, but they could not exist together. And I never should have tried. It's like, wow, we're really coming full circle on every single idea that ever happened in Eclipse. I would not say a moment of genuine enjoyment was the idea that there is an Edward's Bella and a Jacob's Bella. I was like, what about a Bella's Bella? <laughs> Which is kind of like a man's man. It's a Bella that Bella would like. Yeah, I noticed there were other times in the chapter where she kind of refers to herself in the third person. Which gets like back to my theory that Bella is writing these books. She's, like, now writing about herself as a character, right? Mm. You're welcome, everybody. We've cracked that mystery. I mean, that's full circle on that thread, too. Everything's coming together. It's almost like, why is there a fourth book? I know. I know. Because the plot has also come together. They go to the field, and Bella's like, that's right. I have nothing to be afraid of anymore. And Edward's like, that's right. And it's like, yeah, the conflict's been resolved. Why is there a fourth book? Gotta get that vampire cash money. From those teens. <laughs> did you have any moments of genuine enjoyment? I did. 
Alice is Bella's personal shopper, and she seems to be a personal shopper with, like, an unlimited budget that Bella does not have to pay. And I loved imagining that for myself. I know Bella doesn't like that, but I would love that if someone who, like, knew my style, knew my size, knew what I liked, and was like, do you know what I have? Limitless money. Let me take care of all that for you. Thank you. Yes. We hear that Alice has a walk-in closet bigger than Bella's bedroom. So you would also need them to, like, be a little bit of a woodworker and put that onto your house. Yeah, put, like, an addition onto my house. Just, like, the second story has a walk-in closet just protruding out of the house. Explain to the children they don't get a bedroom anymore (laughs) because I need a closet. I honestly wouldn't put it past Alice. Alice would break the news. Sleep in the shed, children. (laughs) And most importantly, though, Alice, like— pulls up her dream dress, Mm -hmm. like the dress that Bella didn't even, like, dare to dream of. So I, like, can't even imagine what Alice would get me. I think what Alice does is she, like, makes a choice about every single dress style she's about to customize and then predicts Bella's reaction to it and then revises from there. Oh. So, like, when she's not sleeping at night, she's just in bed being, like, lace, no, satin, no, tool, no. She just goes through again and again until it's the perfect dress. Yeah, she's finally using her prediction skills for something good. Did you have anything that upset you that you wanted to discuss in terms of questions and concerns this chapter? I do. Edward is seducing Bella in the meadow because he's realized that her desires matter. And she has told us before that her desires are to have sex. And he's like, great, figured that out seducing and she's like no please stop and he keeps going and then she's like no please stop and he keeps going and then she says no please stop and he stops and I would just say that that is two no please stops too many like you should be able to say stop once and the person stops and like then you can talk about it he can be like but is this something you really want i'm concerned that i shut you down before right like i do think that there's a conversation to be had here i just think that bella said stop so he should stop yeah there's also a weird line after when they've kind of like deflated from the outdoor sex moment when he's like, but I could have done it though. And she's like, yeah, but you wouldn't have. And I was like, oh my God, stop talking about this. Don't say you could have done it. That's not good. It's so funny that men think women aren't acutely aware that they could rape us at any moment. <laughs> like we know. We don't need a reminder. We are aware. We live in constant fear. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Very helpful of Edward. Always. I'm kidding. I like Edward now, except for that. I know. We've come such a long way. He's doing pretty well, Mm -hmm. but this was weird. Okay, did you have any advice? Yeah, I honestly found this chapter so sad. Did you have that experience? Just because it's like a chapter about Bella's resignation. Yeah, so Bella has like spent all of these books being like, different and she like wants what she wants and she like doesn't really want to make compromises she doesn't want to get married really she wants to have sex when she wants to have sex and then this chapter she finally gets the option to do whatever she wants and then she does the whole like then i will get married and then i will have sex and then i will turn into a vampire i was like oh no after all this time she's been broken down from like actually having goals and wishes and just does does what the masses say 
And I wanted her to stay strong. She's also been convinced that she loves Jacob. It's like all the things she thought she knew about herself. Yeah. So what's your advice based on that? My advice is just stay strong and Edward will eventually come around. (laughs) (laughs) Dig in your heels. Yeah. Seriously, marriage? Like, you can't. Don't have a wedding just because other people want you to. We went through that. The bad reasons to have a wedding. She didn't listen. I feel like we should get her some sort of like cleats or like spiked shoes to help her Mm -hmm. dig in. Crampons. Yeah, right? That's the next charm on the charm bracelet. What about you? What's your first piece of advice? So Bella and Edward have had this conversation where Edward is like, why are you suddenly okay with Alice throwing a wedding for you? And Bella's like, I think it's going to mean a lot to Charlie. I think it's going to mean a lot to Renee. I, like, need to say goodbye to everybody. It's going to make Alice happy. It's going to make you happy. You know, I just think I should do it. And that really upsets Edward very Like, sweetly, I think. He's like, oh, my God, I did not hear you say you wanted this for yourself at all. And I think that, like, you should want this for yourself and not just for selfless reasons. And so in order to prove to her that he respects her wishes now, he tries to seduce her. And I would just say, Edward, like, have sex if you want to have sex and have a conversation with Bella about sex. But you shouldn't use sex to prove a point. It's not an argumentation strategy. Yeah, I mean, Bella had the same problem a couple chapters ago when she kisses Jacob and then tries to have sex. They keep trying to have sex, like, outside, like, (laughs) at bad times, like, all of a sudden. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I just don't think sex should be a strategy. Totally. What is your next piece of advice? My second piece of advice is for Bella, who jokingly tells Alice to go plan her bridesmaid's dress because it would be horrible to get something, quote unquote, off the rack. And I just don't think Bella should joke to Alice about stuff like that because that's straight up what Alice believes. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I don't know if Alice can really understand that, like, the joke is supposed to be an insult and, like, not in solidarity with Alice's, like, never-ending pretentious consumerism. So, yeah, don't reinforce that. Maybe have a real conversation with Alice about how she should stop spending, like, millions and millions of dollars on clothes. Personally, I believe. Um, My advice dovetails so well off of yours. It's, Alice, don't lie to Bella. We know that you already have your maid of honor dress. Like, this is such bullshit that she's like, "Ah, I am your maid of honor? Oh, I should pick a dress. Like, even if we buy the whole, like, Alice couldn't see it because Bella hadn't consciously decided it yet, Alice would a thousand percent assume she was maid of honor and already have her dress. And the reason she calls Esme at the end is because she's hiding it in Esme's closet. (laughs) Like, it's rude to lie to Bella. Don't do it. I mean, there was just this little, it's almost like a really not as satisfying version of the Siberian werewolves where it's like, we hear a little bit about how Alice has had this plan for a really long time, but we never hear how long Alice has had this planned. Like, she's had these dresses in the closet since whenever he, like, picked up that apple from the cafeteria. (laughs) (laughs) I love that idea. The fan in the science classroom gets like flipped on and Alice is like, I'm going dress shopping. I have to call Pierre. (laughs) Alice, I'm sorry I ever doubted your skills. That's amazing. 
So, Julia, in Reality TV Corner this week, we are going back to Shark Tank. There are three sharks bobbing their heads in the water. We are on this beautiful yacht, standing six feet away from each other in masks. But what is it that you are pitching to these sharks? I would like to throw a piece of Vift their way. Vift is vampire lift. Um, We (laughs) hear in this chapter that Edward goes and picks Bella up when she's crying. I think Vampire Lift is a really great service. So you, like, get on Alice's list, and then she, like, figures out when and where you need a car ride. And so if you already have your car, the vampire just sprints over, hops in and drive you. That's really great if you, like, break up with your second boyfriend and can't stop crying. Or, you know, if you drive to a bar sober and then, like, have to leave the bar drunk, like, you, you don't have to leave the car there. It can come with you. Or there's the option with all of the luxury vehicles that the Collins have that they can bring their Hummers, their Porsches, their Volvos to you. I'm sure you could select which one you would want. And I think it just do a lot for the Forks and La Push community to have a luxury vampire car service. How much is it? It's $100 a month, um, which I know seems steep. Oh, it's a subscription. Yeah, it's subscription because Alice needs to tune into your frequency. So yeah, it's $100 a month, but you basically can get chauffeured everywhere. Is there the option within the service to be carried? Like if you want to off-road in a particular way, if you want to make it to a specific meadow? Yeah, I think that's like an add-on, maybe 20 extra dollars a month just because the vampires will have to not speed on the road, which we know is one of their passions. So it costs them a little bit from their soul to be able to provide that kind of service. Right. And they also have to show up with the toddler backpack. So they might have to like stop at home to pick up the toddler backpack and not go directly. Exactly. Exactly. Whew. I think you've given the sharks something really to think a lot about. Something to chew on, you could say. What about you? What are you pitching to the sharks? I am pitching the idea of tear renewable energy. Bella is a big crier in this series, and that is something I relate to. I, too, am a big crier. So I think we need to invest in using those tears to combat climate change. So what I'm envisioning is a Rube Goldberg type object where your tears get collected into a little teeny tiny bucket. And that bucket lowers on a pulley system when it gets full enough. And that bucket starts a wheel spinning, which you can actually use simultaneously to dry your tears on the back end of the wheel, but it also creates an air conditioning system in general in the home. And any extra water that falls can be sterilized and used for contact solution. So, you know, real tears is like something that contact solution frequently will say is like a benefit, right? It's like like real tears. And I think we should start collecting all of those real tears. So is this something you would have to wear 24-7 or is it something that you would put on the moment the tears start to come? You put it on when you cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You like, it's pretty small. And so you carry it with you in case you start crying. Wow. And then you just put it on. Like whenever you start crying, you like use a Kleenex, right? Like mm-hmm. most of us have like, tissues around. And I'm just saying that this should be like tissues. Like you should carry it around. And as soon as you start crying, put it on. One last question is a bit of like a mechanical one. Would you have to cry, you know, facing the floor so that your tears fall into a bucket as opposed to run down your cheeks? It attaches to glasses and the little buckets are attached to the glasses. And but you have to hang over the Rube Goldberg part of it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. But that is actually a feature, not a bug, because I think frequently people try to stop themselves from crying or try to multitask through their crying. And I am a feel-your-feelings person. So, like, stop. Lean forward. Lean into the tears. Focus on the feelings. Focus on the crying. How much does it cost for a pair of glasses? It's $49.95, but you make back your money within two years because you don't need to run an air conditioner on, you know, in the summer months when you're crying. So we, yeah, we have found that the reduced energy use, like you make your money back very quickly. Got it. Like an electric car. So go on Instagram and vote. Do you want to buy my renewable energy focused project or do you want to help contribute to carbon emissions with Julia's. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what I was trying to say when I made that pitch. So I'm glad you picked up on that. Do you think polar bears should die more quickly? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Did you have anything in your Twilight Diary? Bella in this chapter says that she's quote unquote made a mess of things. And I just like didn't think that was true. Do you think Bella has made a mess of things? I mean, yes, insofar as she never should have left Scottsdale. Like, that was a mistake. None of us would be here if not for that. Mm -hmm. But in every other way, no. She's been like a ping pong ball. Edward and Jacob are just slapping her around. Yeah, and she's like, oh. And then she, like, bumps into something like Alice, and that pushes her, and she's like, okay. Mm -hmm. No. Do you think it's true? No, I was like, I don't really think that this is, like, your problem. The, the the events of these chapters seem really outside of her scope as like an individual person with agency. So it's very sad that she thinks that. I mean, I think she's referring to the fact that she's like led Jacob on and now made him upset. And then she's like expressed that feeling towards Edward, which has also been sad for him, I guess. But I'm not really buying it. Yeah. It's really hard to tell because Bella as represented in these books, like, so completely (laughs) flip-flops. Like, if she really was in love with Jacob this whole time and, like, lied to him about it and, like, gaslit him about it and was like, no, you feel those feelings, but they're not real, then she did make a really big mess of things. But, like, Mm -hmm. we don't believe that that's true. Poor Bella. Like, really, the end of this book, poor Bella. I know. I feel very sad, too. Did you have anything in your Twilight Diary? 
I do. So Alice comes out of the house and is like so excited because Bella's arriving to say, like, start planning the wedding. And Bella's like, but, and Alice is like, I know, I know, there are conditions. And one of the conditions that Alice outlines is that the wedding has to be on or before August 13th because Bella is going to turn 19 on September 13th. And she wants to be a vampire for a full month before she would have turned 19. She doesn't ever want to be older than Edward. And I was wondering if you could explain to me, like, why she needs such a big buffer. Is it so they can have a month of sex? Like, I know she wants to have sex before she's a vampire. Is she like, I want to turn, I want to be a vampire like the day before I turn 19. So I'm always 18 and I need a month to have human sex. Like, what is it? I was thinking about her desire to have human sex with a vampire. So that I think is like at least a week of honeymoon. Um, So that gives her three weeks. And maybe she's just like so like traumatized by all of these people in these books trying to kill her (laughs) that she's like, who knows what will happen in the next three weeks? I better give myself some time. What if I have to go to a different field and sleep in the cold? Like, what if I have to go back to Italy and save Emmett this time? Like, I think she's just factoring in the chaos of these books into her wedding plans, which I think kind of makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That's like, I admire good planning. Good for you, Bella. It's like a rain date that weddings have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what if I get a cold? Exactly. What if I have to save Edward from the Volturi? Exactly. Okay. What are you going to put in Bella's care package? I'm going to put in a prenup um, before their wedding that says that she's going to get all of Edward's money. (laughs) Just in case anything goes wrong. What about you? What are you putting in? I'm going to get her a Greyhound bus schedule just in case she wants to get the fuck out of town. This is it. She's about to hit the point of no return. Which is the wedding? The wedding. And then, yeah, the wedding and then having sex and then getting changed, right? Like, all of that is going to happen very quickly. Like, this is your last chance, Bella. You can run if you can't. This is like my offer of the taxi right before she walks down the wedding. This is Mm -hmm. like, here's your escape hatch. We can get through anything together. You and me and five bucks, Bella. Let's see what we can do. What do you think is going to happen in the epilogue? (laughs) Like a dream sequence of their Mm -hmm. future happiness together. An explanation of how fire and ice is symbolic. I really, it's it's confusing. It could be anything. I don't think it's the wedding. Mike moving into college. Cute. A dorm move-in sequence. Yeah, for like each of the side characters. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Angela moving into college. Mike moving into college. Jessica going to college and Bella doing like a makeup test for her wedding. Yeah. Oh, that's so dark. That would really like twist the knife after this chapter. This has been Twilight and Quarantine Hysteria from Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are produced by Ariana Nettleman, but this episode is edited by Malika Gumbankum. Thank you so much, Malika. We're so excited to have you. This show was conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy, and I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and Jacob Black would not be invited to my wedding either. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by Acast. Thanks, everyone. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. 
so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.